Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. All right, what's going on? Welcome to Canel and Bell on this Tuesday. I'm fired up for our show today. Big World Series preview. Yes. An entire hour devoted to the World right Series baseball. Here we go. What's his name? Garrett Just Cole? Just kidding. Yeah. On the mound? <laughs> against Max Scherzer. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a nice. That's about as deep as we'll go on this show with the World Series. It is nice. NBA opening uh, day as uh, they're starting to get in full swing. So we are actually going to do a full NBA preview. It should be a ton of fun. Joey's going to chime in a bunch. He might know... I know he knows more NBA than me. He might he might know more about it than you, but yeah, I, don't, I don't want to go that far. Find out. Yeah, exactly. You have a nerd off if you'd like, Joe. <laughs> exactly. This. We'll find out. So he'll get to chime in on the conversation. I'm fired up for today's show. You know why? Yesterday, and this is really a shout out to anybody who listens to Canel and Bell, I was at a gas station mm-hmm. uh, picking up some Gatorade for my daughter who was at practice. Yes. And I go in and the guy's ringing me out and he said, hey. Said you, uh, you sound familiar, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, uh, you "Used to work at ES," or he said, "You sound like a guy that worked at ESPN." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh," and he like keep, and I was like, "I never know what to do." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's me or right, whatever." Right, so right, he right, kind of right. kept going there. So I was like, "Oh, are you talking about Canell?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, that's wait, you. wait, wait, you hit the third person." <laughs> you hit well, the, I, oh, but then I wanted to see if he recognized oh. me or if he was going to be. And he goes, "Oh," he goes, "That's you, isn't it?" Right. I go, "Yeah," and I said, "Oh," I said. And before I could say anything, because I was going to like try to at least get him to listen to the show, he goes, oh, he goes, I saw you and Rajah Bell talking about some Minneapolis Colts the other day. Hey, yo. Like, and he was like, hey, you guys got a pretty good thing going. He's like, okay. you guys got good chemistry. So good look, my man. thanks for listening. If anybody else is out there listening, we appreciate it. Make no sure doubt. you shout us out if you see us on the streets, because it keeps us going, keeps those juices flowing. Who, Canel? Uh, stuff. Did you talk about Canel? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yes, somebody's <laughs> listening out there, because you never know. Uh, if you are watching on CBS Sports HQ, make sure you go download, subscribe on Apple, uh, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you leave us those positive reviews, too. Uh, NBA, one of the bummers that was going around yesterday. We mm-hmm. talked about it when Zion was ruled out for the opener and it said he was going to miss a couple weeks. I was like, okay, this is a little bit of a red flag, kind of a bummer. Now the news breaks yesterday that he's actually going to have surgery to prepare the meniscus and he's going to be out six to eight weeks. That red flag just went from something over in the corner to maybe it's waving in front of our faces a little bit more. Are you as concerned as I am about Zion Williamson? Uh, yeah, I've got some concern. Uh, when we talked about it, when the news broke, uh, I think Tommy had me on in, um, on HQ, and uh, I said that the Pelicans, their front office and their brass had to be just holding their breath, right? Because, I mean, it could have been as, as, as insignificant as patella tendonitis, and at that point, like, you're breathing a sigh of relief, and, you know, everything's good. There's no real injury history now. Um, when you've got a meniscus prior to your first game, now you have to start wondering whether or not um, the force with which he plays and the weight that he carries, the combination of that, um, is something that's that's sustainable. And I, I like I also talked about that on here. You know, I worried about him the same way I worried about uh, Derrick Rose in in his younger days when he played with such a just wild abandon, like kind of, and I mean that in a positive way, just so athletic, so much torque that he's generating. 
and and my fascination with how much the body like could handle of that type of pressure. Um, hopefully he comes back and this is not something that becomes a, an issue for them. But I th- I think if you are in New Orleans, uh, there's got to be some concern somewhere. Yeah, I, anytime you have to, again, it's similar to what we we're talking about with Tua Tongvaloa at Alabama who had surgery. Anytime you have surgery, it's just another animal. You're going inside your body and it's a minor procedure to everybody except the person that has the surgery done on them. Um, this do you, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you think he needs to lose weight? Because at, at the summer league, it was, oh, he looks overweight. But we all know he's a bigger body. And it's part of what makes him special is he's this big physical specimen that can leap out the gym. Do you think he should trim down to try to take some of that load off of his joints? I think that's got to be like a, an experiment that you probably toy with in the offseason. Um, you try to streamline him, see what he looks like maybe coming into camp. I was with LeBron in the Cavs one year. Um where LeBron had went on a vegan diet, I think it was, yeah. or a, a paleo. I think he, he looked awful. On. That was the year he looked awful, the and first was, like, 10, he, 15 games. Physically, he looked good. Like, right. like no. He but was, on the he, court. But on the court, it didn't translate. Like His body needed that extra armor, um, and he needed the muscle to do the things that you were accustomed to seeing him doing. So if it costs Zion that, then probably not. And you deal with whatever uh, the ramifications of carrying the extra weight are in terms of injuries. Um I don't have the answer to that, but I did hear a like really shocking stat this morning. He is the third heaviest player in the NBA. Really, really, I did the same thing. The third heaviest player in the NBA, behind Taco Fall, right. who's like seven five, yeah. and Boban Marjanovic, who's like yeah, seven three, himself, yeah. and he's only like seven pounds uh, lighter than Boban. It's a remarkable stat, and so it's you know it's you look at him and you think. Yeah, you know, 260, 265. It's like two eighty five. Yeah, like, he's a big boy. Yeah, I always wonder. When you see guys that are bigger like that, you hear that type of stat is really uh, eye-opening. Can he lose the weight? What, you know, some guys are bigger. You wonder, hey, can he trim down? And when the summer league conversation was, whoa, he looks bigger, it's understandable. Like, you're going through the draft. Like, it's a celebration time. You know, you're probably not as dialed into your workouts as you were when you were at Duke. So, you're kind of – you're in between spots. Like, I don't, I don't know. I hope it's not something where he has weight issues or weight concerns where it's becoming, hey, he has trouble slimming down. At all. I but think, I think it's a natural reaction to us to look at that and wonder. I think it's fair. I think he, he has a football build. Yeah. Like, you know, in a, in a different world, had he been introduced to football, that body probably oh. translates like, it'd be, like it'd be scary, right? Yeah. Um, so I, to your original question about can he lose the weight, I doubt that he can lose a lot of it. Yeah. He could trim it down. Probably every player when they come in and they haven't been exposed to diets um, and nutrition and stuff like that. Can lose some body fat. I lost body fat as yeah. I played, right? Because I got better about well, it. Well, he's also 19. Right. He'll, like, I think about how my body changed from I was 22 correct. until I was 28. But he's never going to be 260. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's 25 right. pounds. He's never going to be that. Right. So, you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So, of course, we hope he gets back sooner rather than later. J.J. Redick will move into the starting lineup uh, in place of Zion Williamson uh, there for the Pelicans. Uh, this season, mm-hmm. I think we were on this last year when you could kind of read the tea leaves of the NBA – and, you know, Kawhi, you kind of knew that was a shorter-term deal. KD, you knew what was kind of coming there. But with some of the other moves that we've seen in addition to those, I think it sets up for one of the most entertaining NBA seasons that we've seen in maybe 10, 15 years and maybe longer when you look at the lack of a really clear slam-dunk favorite, which you've seen with some of these super teams, whether it was the Warriors, whether it was the Heat, when LeBron was on the Cavs. Like, there it just seemed like you could assume who was going to be in the finals. And this year, 
I think it's completely wide open. We're going to give our picks for the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, and the uh, the title. But I think this is completely wide open. I don't even when I made my picks, I'm like, you know what? I could go down five or six deep and make a really good case for any one of these teams. Yeah, this is so. I think back to was it 2010? Maybe was that the last year LeBron was in, in Cleveland mm-hmm. before he went to the Heat? Mm-hmm. When you had Cleveland, I think Boston was was viable. Um, you had the Lakers out there. Uh, I think that the Dallas Spurs too. Probably good. Dallas was Dallas won the next year when LeBron went to Miami. Right. But that year, the year before that, um, those were some good years when when you had you know kind of the big three in Boston. LeBron was still a thing in Cleveland. You obviously had the Lakers and the Spurs. Where you, you I mean, you probably had a favorite. Yeah. But there were a few cases that you could make for somebody winning. Um, since then, since the era of like the big three, which it's been since LeBron went to 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 Miami, and that kind of. Got, got cracking. Um, it's been easier to predict, or at least the finals participants. So it is going to be fun going into this year, Danny, because I'm going to give you a bunch of picks. Like, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't really have a great feel for it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there definitely could be some value there lurking. If anybody has any good stuff, let me know, because I'd love to take some. Uh, as far as who Vegas has favored, the Clippers right now are at plus 350. The Lakers close behind them at plus 400. And then you get a team from the East, a couple teams from the Eastern Conference, the Bucks and Sixers, followed by the Rockets. Warriors, Nuggets, Jazz, Celtics, and uh, Blazers coming at plus 3,000. A little bit of a long shot. I do think that gap, which has kind of been, I don't, I wouldn't say it's gone away. Last year it felt a little bit closer. And, of course, you had Toronto win, but they won. You know, I don't want to take anything away from them, but the Warriors team was uh, decimated with injuries. It's a real thing. It's right? fair. Uh, you know, the gap between the East and the West, I think it's kind of been there. It's just been a reality. Without LeBron, I do think it's exacerbated as it was last year but you look at some of the power shift with Kawhi coming out west um more moves made there i do think that gap is pretty significant yeah it's a pretty wide gap it's it's you know until you can until the sixers take that next step um with their two young stars or, or until Giannis, you know finishes the round out of his of his game um there's going to be a gap. Both of those teams have chops. They have the chops. They have the players. They have the stars. When you look at odds like these, you know, Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, Sixers, Rockets, Warriors, right? Like all of those teams have multiple stars. They have guys or an MVP type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a bit of a gap, right? With the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Celtics. Those, there are no perceived real stars on those teams. So those two teams, the Sixers and the Bucks, have the star power. They've got to take the next step, though. They've got to become those superstars. Right? Get out of star get into superstar before the East really, you know, has the teeth, right? Because right now it is Western Conference. And once LeBron left, um, it got it got kind of bleak. And then yeah. Kawhi leaving really, really kind of sucked the life out of the Eastern Conference. No question. Yeah, and I actually think that the gap is bigger than the odds show because I would say, I would argue that the reason the Bucks and the Sixers actually have good championship odds is because one of those two teams is going to the finals because the East is so bad. So really, I don't think their odds are that great to win a title. I guess if you make it there, you have a chance. But I don't think either of those teams are an actual championship team. I think any of the teams we're going to talk about in the West that we think can make it to the finals would beat those teams in the finals. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of added value when you you only got to play one right. of the other teams in the, <laughs> in the odds to get there. Um, I, you know, Joey, it's an interesting point. Um both of those teams are have unique styles of play for me. Um, you know, the Bucks with what Giannis does, that becomes about matchups. Like mm-hmm. you saw it against Toronto. Those those games swung like twenty points one way, twenty points the other way. It was purely about the matchup. 
Um, so I wouldn't discount them being able to beat a Western Conference team. I do not think they beat teams like the Lakers, like with LeBron and, and stuff like that. But could could they wind up beating the Rockets? Yeah, I, I could see them beating the Rockets if they if they were able to keep the games the style they wanted them to play. The Sixers are a little more interesting to me because I think they have a higher ceiling just because of the the two stars there. Um, and 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 you know Tobias and and Al Horford is always been an under underappreciated player. Um, I think if they got it together and that thing really started clicking and those guys took the next step in their evolution as players and there was some chemistry there, I think they would be the team out of the East that I would say uh, was more of a contender against some of those Western Conference teams than the Bucks. All right, so let's break down the Western Conference a little bit further as we look at the top four teams there. you uh, Vegas has the top fours, the Clippers, Lakers, Rockets, and Warriors. Yeah. Followed by the Nuggets and Jazz. Um, you have the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, and Denver Nuggets as your top four. I have the Rockets, Lakers, Clippers. So same three. Right. And then the only difference I have is the Warriors on the back end. And yet when I was looking at your list, I'm like, oh crap, I can't believe I left off the Denver Nuggets who were the, uh, you know, second seed in the West this past year. Had a really nice season. I'm like, man, how did I leave them off? But I wasn't willing to put off the Warriors just yet. Why are you not high on the Warriors? I just don't know what that's going to look like. I, I, my gut says Steph is going to come back and be ridiculous this year and, and potentially win another MVP. Um, that lineup doesn't do much for me. Right. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think he's a nice player. I don't know that he's a substitute for Klay Thompson. There is no replacement for KD in there. Um, and they played a certain way with KD over the last, what is it, three or four years now? Yeah. You know, that takes some time to get back in the rhythm and the flow of playing without him, not to mention playing without Clay for months and months on end. They could wind up being there. Um, I just don't know what that's going to look like. And Denver is one of those teams that is coming back the exact same way that they came back last year, plus Michael Porter Jr., right. who, you know, I don't know what he's going to look like, but theoretically, he's got a year worth of working in an NBA environment with skill development guys. Like, he could be a plug-and-play type of piece uh, that, that can ISO, and he's like 6'9". You know, that's a nice piece to add to that Denver lineup. Yep. So I'd probably put a little more stock in them. I, I, I look at, I don't think they'll be one of the top four seeds, right. but I think there'll be a one of the team that might be one of the top last four standing. Cause I do think when Clay comes back, that's going to be a massive difference. I don't think he's going to drop off as much. And this three with Draymond, him and Steph have been pretty impressive before. It's going to yeah. be tough. It's going to be competitive. Uh, but I have a little bit more faith in them. And I think Steph is going to have a big year, although they are a trendy pick for. You know, seen some other analysts say, "Hey, they're going to miss the playoffs entirely." Well, here's the—I mean, that's a very—it's valid. Like, if Clay comes back, I, I, you know, I don't know where he is in his rehab, but how, how, like, that's a long time to keep a window wide open and be vying for championships. Do you know there's got to be some fatigue that creeps in? I guess you could you could make the case that they caught their 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 injury bug last year, so mm -hmm. so maybe it doesn't bite them this year, but. It's hard to keep riding into, into finals appearances the way they have. No one's really ever done it except like Michael and Le LeBron. Like right. That, you know? Right. Uh, before we give our picks, a surprise team. You can go either good or bad. Who will um, go with for the Western Conference? My surprise team is going to be Portland. And I think that's going to be bad. Um, I think Joey and I kind of agree on this one. Look, those two guards are fantastic. They kept, uh, what I guess they perceive as their core with CJ. Uh, McCollum, Damian Lillard, Zach Collins, Yusef Nurkic. You throw Rodney Hood in there. So that's a, you know, you've kept some pieces, but I don't love the additions. Like, I, I don't know what Hassan Whiteside is going to do in that offense. Right. Um, Kent Bazemore's okay. Nas Little's rookie. That's not really helping you. Anthony Tolliver, long in the tooth now, very role player ish. Uh, 
you know, Mario Hazonia and Paul Gasol, who I don't does he use a cane to play at this point? Like I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just I think they were a bit of an overachieving team the last couple of years. I think I think they have a little bit of a backslide this year. I don't love that you had a team that did as much as they did last year, and you get rid of all of your supporting cast. Like that's a rare thing to see happen. Right. You you usually tinker around the edges. They basically got rid of the whole bench and got a new one. Now, I don't know that it. I don't know that it translates back into into the success they had last year. Right. Yeah, Raj, I do agree, and I and I think part of like part of why I like the Rockets so much this year is part of why I hate the Blazers so much. The Warriors are gone. Like yeah. they're yeah. going to be fi- the Warriors will be okay, but they're not the Warriors that beat you in the Western Conference Finals last year, and you turned over your whole roster other than your main guys. We don't know what Nurkic is going to be when he comes back, so you're going to be playing Hassan Whiteside a lot and. We know being down in South Florida, what Hassan Whiteside gets you. Yeah, good luck with that. There was a reason yeah. Hassan was where he was. I, I'm with you, Joe. Joe, look, when we were on here, Danny, when yep. we, right after the season ended, and we were like, you know, trying to figure out what 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 uh, Houston was going to do. Yep, uh, I said, stay pat, just stay pat. Yeah, like the the the, the, the Warriors are going to lose Kevin Durant. Like Clay's hurt. Just, your window is still right now. Now I didn't foresee the like. Obviously, if you get a swing at Westbrook, you take it. But I would have recommended for anyone that was right there. And had a chance to get over the hump last year. Don't, don't just completely get rid of your whole roster. All right, my surprise team is going to be good because I'm more optimistic than everybody around <laughs> here who wants to trash Portland. I'm going to go with New Orleans. I'm going to go with the Pelicans. I think you remember when the Lakers were stripped down and they were looking at the roster and they only had a picture of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, who else is going to be on this team? And Kuzma. Yes. This this team has almost as much turnover when you look at because of that trade. They received a lot of those players in the Lakers who are good young talent. You throw in Zion, you got JJ Redick. Like, I think this roster is pretty good where you could see them make the playoffs on uh, the back end of the season, a very competitive Western Conference. Uh, I think this could be a surprising. Of course, it's going to be hurt a little bit by Zion, but I don't think they were going to rely on Zion to be carrying a large part of that workload early. I'm banking on him, of course, getting back uh, sooner rather than later and hopefully being the type of impact player we all think he can do. We're going to do our rookie year picks. I'm curious to see if you switched yours because I think we might have been on the same page to find out exactly where you stand. Uh, who do you have winning the Western Conference? Um, yeah, it's tough. It's kind of toss-up-ish, but I, ultimately I go with the best duo. That's provided they're healthy, but I like LeBron. I like AD. Um, you know, they they have a supporting cast, so to speak. I would have really liked it if they had Boogie um, even more, but I'm going to take the Lakers at the end of the day. I think LeBron reinvigorated uh like uh emotionally mentally and physically uh, i think he's going to be really good this year and he's got something to prove all right i like that pick i think it's a little chalky uh-huh though it's okay. on the top two i'm looking for a little bit more value yep i'm gonna go with the houston rockets i'll give you my philosophy because i think you're gonna see this crop up on both my uh conference uh winners some i'm a big believer in chemistry team chem- like in locker room on court guys that get along i think chris paul was I don't know. He's a mercurial guy. Like he's a little bit. You either like him or leave him. Uh-huh. And I don't know if James Harden exactly loved playing with Chris Paul. There was some contentious, you know, some huddles on the sideline. I think Russell Westbrook. He's going to really enjoy playing with. The relationship goes back. I think Mike D'Antoni is going to figure out how to utilize some of these weapons. I think about the Rockets. Maybe that was the piece they needed to put him over the edge. Um, that's not a bad pick. I think the Rockets, like their 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 ceiling, can be really high. Here's what for the Rockets, you got to hope. That when you come out at the beginning of this season, things are going well. Right. And it's translating into wins. Right. And you don't have one player sitting there saying, man, if I had the ball, this would be going a different way. Right? You want this to be a relatively sleep, seamless transition into like, 
you know, 1A and 1B. You don't want to be having people in game 22 vying for the 1A title. Right. right. And I think they'll figure that out early on. I think, I think they will. That's why I'm putting my faith. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, welcome back to Canel and Bell. So we have a bit of breaking news. It was interesting because Twitter was giving me a refresh thing and it said is over capacity. Mm. Like, man, what are they at a billion and two or like <laughs> they only go up to a billion? Because uh, you think they'd be ready to handle this. But Steve Kerr told Logan Murdoch, it's, quote, unlikely that Clay Thompson will play for the Warriors this season as he recovers from his torn ACL. So I might have to go revisit the top four teams. Maybe I'll swap them out and go with the same four you had, put the Denver Nuggets over the Warriors, because that was a large assumption of mine that was Clay Thompson would be ready for the home stretch. You mentioned when it happened deep in the playoffs yeah. uh, in June. That, you know, it, typically it is a year. Guys have been coming back at nine months, but at Clay's age and what he means to that organization – I would think they would say, hey, let's take every precaution. We'll just sit out the entire year because you buy yourself so much extra time. Sure. You know, if you don't subject him to that type of, you know, atmosphere late in the season and playoff run, there's a lot of stress on your knee in that circumstance. Yeah. This is a, a huge blow for the Warriors. I don't, you know, I don't know how I make a case for them. Do you think it's significant enough or, where they won't make the playoffs? Yeah. I think, I think, I look, listen, you've got, You've got the Lakers, uh, what do we say? The Clippers, um, the Thunder, Jazz, Rockets, Nuggets, all, all in. Like that, you can't even, they're all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then you'll have teams like, we didn't even talk about the Mavs. The Mavs should be significantly better. Um, the Zion thing is going to hurt. The Spurs, like we haven't said the Spurs one time, Danny. What's Greg Popovich do every year? <laughs> every year, makes every playoffs. single year. Yeah, right. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just tough sledding in that Western Conference. If he's not coming back, um, just I, to be clear, it says unlikely. It's not officially ruled out. Unlikely, no, but if, I think you were like, yeah, this is what I expected. I did expect this. Yeah. I did, look when he when he was injured. The timing of it. Um, yeah, you could rush yourself back and catch the end of the next season, but is it is it worth it? To the point you, you just made. Like, I I don't I don't know that it is. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and I don't know the severity of the injury. Like, you know, you have ACL. Sometimes yeah. they get in there. You've had damage to other ligaments that are in there. It's not just a clean ACL repair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, for like, sure. There's all kind of stuff that plays into it. And if he doesn't come back, they're, they're in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. I've seen happen a lot too. Guys try to come back too fast and they end up injuring either that one again or the other one because you're compensating for it. Right. So I think they'll take the, the cautious road for sure. Last week, we discussed this. We had Rip Hamilton in when yeah. Jalen Brown turned down $80 million. We were like, man, I was like, man. You guys were know, bugging, you know, bro. But, but Rip was like, go ahead. Go take it. Yes. You were like, wait a sec. They're throwing around all this money. 
Well, good for Jalen Brown because he turned down the 80. And all he got was 115. Uh, four years, 115 with the Celtics. Yeah. That type of money. Are you surprised? Of course. Yeah. I mean, he hadn't done anything to earn that money yet. Right. But, I mean, again, I think he's a really, really good player who's kind of been, you know, he's he, he's had someone kind of suppressing his ability to grow as a player. Just the circumstances there in Boston didn't afford him kind of the opportunity to grow as much as he could have grown in his first few years. So, um, ultimately, don't know that anyone's uh, necessarily worth Four years, 115 million. Yeah, no one is. No one is. Let's just <laughs> but, be clear. No one's worth that much. I, Teachers. Correct. No, but I think he's the type of player that if he hits the ceiling and he ke- continues to grow for what they're paying NBA players now, yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I was pretty happy he got paid was Buddy Heald. He got a four-year, $94 million deal. The reason I, I liked him when he was coming out of Oklahoma, he had such a strong run in the tournament, but his knock was, oh, well, he played four years in college. Like, what's his ceiling going to be? And to see him go out there and actually get paid after, like, a guy who did it the old school way, you know, yeah. no one and done had to like go and take it kind of a long road. Uh, pretty cool to see him there. Better than I thought he was going to be as a pro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, been, for real. Yeah. Like, he, shout out to you, buddy. Hey, like pretty impressive. I thought he'd be sure. good, but he's, 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 he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at the Eastern Conference. The odds have the Milwaukee Bucks as the favorite. Yeah. Plus 125, followed by the Sixers. Then there's a pretty steep drop off. And the Celtics at plus 800, the Nets at plus 1600, and the Pacers at plus 2000, the defending champs, the Raptors, long shot at plus 2500, and the Miami Heat even longer than that, uh, at plus 3000. Your top four, the Milwaukee Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, and Indiana Pacers. Mine, Celtics, we agree on. Philly, we, so we have three teams again that we agree on. Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. My, lo- I always got to throw a long You're shot. A like I, I like That's throwing the deep ball homer. and I am a heat homer. Yeah, I had to throw the heat in there. Uh, just <laughs> because the, the East is so wide open because there is this drop off in the top two. Cause I'm on the same page with the Bucks and the Sixers, but like it is anybody's. Oh yeah. You know, it's kind of wide open. If they do get Jimmy Butler going, find some, uh, you know, sort of magic there. Who knows? Why wouldn't they be able to do that? Not an awful roster. Um, no, the Heat aren't. No, the Heat aren't bad at all. The yeah. Heat, I think the Heat are a playoff team. I don't. You know, I, I don't know that they're like the Pacers have been good for the last few years. So you know, that's why I, I would go with them. But after that, like, I'm, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. All right. What about your surprise team, good or bad? Um, surprise team is going to be the Knicks this year. Um, I can't definitively say that they are going to make. Uh, the playoffs, but they did have some, some nice pickups. I thought, uh, Julius Randle was 21 and nine last year. Um, Marcus Morris, um, 14 and eight in playoff games. Like those are, those are meaningful experiences, like guys that you can kind of lean on during a season. He was a backbone type of player, uh, for the Celtics. Um, who else is in there? You know, RJ Barrett, obviously a young, young player. Dennis Smith Jr. Bobby Portis, a nice name, and Taj Gibson, a nice name. Now, Joey made a good point off air is they're going to struggle to probably shoot the ball. They don't mm-hmm. have a lot of great shooters on that. You would hope, obviously, Mitchell Robinson is the big fella takes the next step. They're going to have to beat you up and bully you kind of like Memphis did a few years ago. Don't know that there's a real high end on that, but I do think in the Eastern Conference, like we just alluded to right. after you got through the first three or four, anything could happen. They could be a surprise team in the East. All right, my surprise team, you'll see who it is when you see how far I have them going. Oh. Uh, but Joey has a surprise team. Who All you right. got? Well, my surprise is, especially looking at the Vegas numbers, is, and now the caveat being that it's all dependent on health, but assuming people come back and people are healthy, I'm saying the Pacers are going to be right in the mix to win the Eastern Conference. I think the way they're, I think they're, the way they're, listen, 
Miles Turner led the league in blocks last year. They have the rim protector. Sweet. You need two great wing defenders. They got Brogdon and Vic. When Vic comes back, he's their closer. Sabonis, who we didn't talk about on the extensions, one of the best value contracts in the league, averaged 13 and 9 last year in 24 minutes a game. Thaddeus is young. He could explode this year. I think they picked up TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb. They have all types of shooters. I think they're going to be right in the mix if they're healthy. Uh, bro, you just love Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> he does. Most, he, he does do. love Malcolm Brogdon. Do. Look, he's like the prototypical <laughs> NBA point guard now. He's big. He can defend and he can shoot. He was a 50-40-90 guy. I, too, like Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a really good player. Um, I'm not mad at you, Joe. Like, I'm not here to – like, I'm not casting judgment. I I like the Pacers. They were in my top yeah, four. Yeah, they were in your top four. I don't know that they creep into potentially winning the Eastern Conference. Like – They'll lose in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs to one of the eventual like Eastern Conference Finals participants. It's going to be a good story. The Pacers typically, um, you can look at their roster with a bunch of names like you just said, Joe, and they and they you know make it work. Uh, the style that they play, the way that they get the buy in there, like the culture's got to be fantastic. It's not unlike the Heat in that regard. Whatever lineup they put out there, whether their names you know or not, they play hard, they scrap, they fight, and they find a way to kind of always be in the mix. Uh, but I don't know that they got the, the chops, bro, to to get over the, the Eastern Conference home. All right, so my surprise team is actually going to lead us right into our Eastern Conference champion. Yeah. My surprise team is the Boston Celtics winning that Eastern Conference. So you heard why I picked the Rockets, right? They eliminate Chris Paul from the equation. What's been the bugaboo for this team? Kyrie Irving. It's been this cancer in the locker room. Even though as talented as he is, there was something off about this team. Go back to some of the pieces on here, how close they were uh, just a couple years ago before Kyrie. They were right there knocking on the door. I think they're going to put it all together this year. <laughs> what? Can we get a zoom in on, on Rajah's face with the look of disbelief that he has there? Come on. I'm a believer in Kemba. You know, I felt like he was one of the most underrated players in the NBA during his time in Charlotte. Totally forgotten about. He's going to come in, fit in seamlessly. Jalen Brown's happy now. He can buy everybody dinner. This is going to be the Celtics team. This is their year. Brad Stevens, you'll see. You watch. You're bugging. Okay. (laughs) Now, here's the deal. I like the Celtics, and I think the Celtics, with the way they are currently constructed, fit more with the mold that Brad Stevens likes to work with. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's more of his style of team. Also, Gordon Hayward, another year removed, getting healthier. Oh, yeah. If you subtracted just Kyrie Irving from the equation – I'd say eh, possibly, right? Because I, I, I too think Kyrie had had a had a hand to play in the way they didn't play last year. But you didn't just subtract Kyrie; right. you subtracted Al Horford, who's played yes. huge for them. Yes, Marcus Morris, who I just talked about, was right. fourteen and eight through the playoffs, holds you down. The type of player that enforcer. Yes, uh, Terry Rozier, who was a huge part of that Eastern Conference playoff run uh, a few years ago, and not to be like left out, but Aaron Aaron B- Baines, who played really good minutes for them. They didn't just subtract. Um, uh, and, uh, Kyrie and plug in Kemba. They subtracted a whole lot of kind of the backbone of what they did. And they still have some nice pieces. Um, uh, but we talked about Jalen Brown. Like he hasn't earned that money yet. He's, they're hoping that he can go out there and take that next step. None of that is proven. So I appreciate your, your, your rant. <laughs> enthusiasm. Yeah, your enthusiasm for the seas, but I don't buy it. All right. Who you got? Who do I got? What? Winning the, winning the, winning the East. So this is, I'm conflicted, right? Because I, I ultimately I think the Sixers figure it out. Although I picked the like the Bucks, like I usually if you make me rank them, I'll put the Bucks ahead of the Sixers. Right. But I think at the end of the day this year, the Sixers figure it out. I think Ben Simmons takes the next step. Um, Joel Embiid seems to be more motivated than he's ever been. I really, really like uh the Josh Richardson pickup. Um I know he's not JJ Reddick, 
but he does some things that JJ doesn't do. Like he he shoots the ball well, but he can also kind of create. Like he's had to in Miami for the last few years. He's kind of a guard um, that can play with the ball in his hands and he can spot shoot. And what he really is is a very very good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that significantly helps them. And so I think that the Sixers get over the hump and they win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Raj, I I like it. I also, we talked about it too. The Simmons, his jumper, right? If he can, if he can shoot, then 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 actually, I think they are a title type of team if he can shoot. But right. to go back to Danny Celtics pick, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna play both sides of the fence here a little bit, and I'll help Danny. I'm gonna give you. Right, I'm help gonna me give, out. I'm help give me you a out. They're the highest variance team in the East by far. All like, or nothing, baby. They can win the East, <laughs> and they can also miss the playoffs. But I will say this: Kemba's an All Star. Jason Tatum has the ability to be a star in the league. Gordon Hayward was an all-star if he can get back to all-star level. They just paid Jalen Brown all-star get on board. Money. How many teams have four all-stars if they all play to the top of their ability? Get on board. If they play that way, maybe there's a shot. <laughs> Joey. Joey. Get on board did now. You, did you just the Celtics train is pulling out. Did you just what and possibly and if and <laughs> yeah. maybe me into like having I'm four all stars on the yes. Celtics this and year? I'm giving is that you, what just happened? It's happening. That's what I'm going out there. He just what if and possibly me into four all stars for the Celtics just, this year? I'm trying to help Danny out here. I'm all right, trying, I I'm trying to help that. him out no, no. because I, I can't. I, I can't really write. I was up. I was up. I was up all night doing research, studying film of last year and two years ago. That's what I came through. I punched all the numbers in. It came out with them. All right. So you have the Sixers and Lakers in the final. I have Boston and Houston in there. Welcome back to Canal and Bell as we do our NBA preview for the entire season as the regular season kicks off tonight. Uh, you have the Sixers versus the Lakers in the finals. I have the Celtics versus the Rockets in the finals. Who is your prediction to win it all? LA joints. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron I, back with another championship. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that he's ever had, um, a player as talented as Anthony Davis, uh, in his prime beside him. That's not to throw Throwing shade at D Wade. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I mean, like D Wade's phenomenal, man. He's like top, I don't know, four, two guard of all time, but. Like this guy is unicornish in like size and ability to do stuff. Um, I think they ultimately get it done. I think that it takes them a while. Maybe, maybe they come out of the gates and it doesn't look like it's, it's a championship medal. Like, I don't know. Maybe it will, but I could see a case scenario where it comes out. It looks slow for a while, but LeBron usually figures it out. I spent time with him. I watched him work. I, I watched him like, you know, kind of shift culture and kind of mold people into kind of what he wanted him to be. Do you know what I mean? On the court. And uh, I think he gets that done this year. I, Going back to the Heat team, the super team is formed, took them a year, right? They didn't do it yeah, the first year. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if, and, but you start at some point, we have to start worrying about his age, right? I and mean, he's sure. already had last year injury. I would say they're a year early. Maybe next year they get it. I would love to see this happen. I think it'd be great for the NBA. If you had a, uh, Sixers Lakers finals, that'd be thoroughly entertaining. Straight throwback. It would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to see that. And then I would love to see the Sixers get beat for all the Philly fans we have in here. It's just obnoxious <laughs> all the time. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Love, uh, love all our Sixers fans in the office. All our Philly guys. I have Boston versus the Rockets with the Rockets. Mike D'Antoni getting it done from the Western Conference. Brad I, Stevens would be my coach of the year then for uh, maximizing all this talent on the Celtics team. He would be the damn team. coach of the year if he got <laughs> yes, them in the finals. Yes, um, he would. I'd cheer for that, though. You know I'd cheer for my man Mike. I think LeBron in the finals is the best option. Even if they lost, it's the best storyline uh, for the NBA. I also think if you had a Clippers-Lakers Western Conference finals, that would be insane. Be really good. Uh, and it'll be yeah. a, a ton of fun to watch. All right. As far as our preseason award picks mm-hmm. for the MVP, who do you have? 
Yeah, this one's interesting. Uh, there are a lot of good names out there, but ultimately, and I think uh, Clay missing. I don't know. It's yeah, well, you're revert. Yeah. You're revisiting this though, because what if Clay Thompson doesn't play? What if they miss the playoffs? There's no way. He's I know. Making, I know. No way he gets MVP with it. Well, that's what I was saying. With that news, with with Clay, like it kind of changes maybe the dynamic. But I, I'm going to stay right, with who's Steph. your backup option. I'll give you. I'll give you a, a mulligan since we just got this Clay Thompson kind of news where it's unlikely that he's going to play this season yeah my backup option i'm going to go um let's see don't steal mine james harden oh see now you just stole mine yeah, did from i right no, my me. bad bro I have, I have houston winning it all yeah i think he's gonna finally i think not finally i think he's gonna kind of they're gonna figure out a way to work with him and russ i think he'll his play will be up there um, you could have made I, you could have made a case for him last year, and they, you know, yes. in Giannis, if he if he see, I was out. gonna th- I was gonna go Giannis, but the back to back thing, right, is a real like they don't like they to don't give back to back awards. So I would say that one, Giannis Rock, is the favorite. favorite. Go ahead, go ahead. Raj, don't don't let Danny talk you out of Steph. Clay being gone may make his case more. His usage no, rate is going to be it's, maybe it's gonna the be, highest in the NBA history. He's going to average thirty plus a game, and it's the regular season award. I mean, they're going to play a lot of bad teams and get a lot of wins and make the play i mean he's still gonna be it right there even without yeah, no even that's just without clay. he's not necessarily talking me out of it. it's backup though it's yeah. backup <laughs> because I, I joe while i agree with you and i still think it's not clay wasn't making him my mvp uh favorite uh purely just because you know he makes him a better player but he makes their team better and if the team doesn't make the playoffs i don't know that steph's numbers ultimately get him the mvp do you know what i mean so like I'll, I'll just take a backup a lot. Right, I, I get a backup plan then too. I'm gonna take LeBron. I actually might take LeBron. this from a from a value perspective. Plus twelve hundred. Him and Kawhi both at plus twelve hundred. Yeah. We did this. Uh, I think when the odds were just released. If LeBron does take the Lakers to a finals, and they're you know I know Anthony Davis is gonna be a cre- a key reason, but there is there is an affinity for LeBron after coming back from injury. It'd be an incredible story. There would be a a a, a push to get him that. Make, I would be totally okay with it. Make no mistake. If the Lakers are going to be good and they are going to win uh, to the degree that they hope to win, it's not going to be because AD was good. Right. It's going to be because LeBron was good. Yep. And AD will have to be good as well. But the one who's always moved the needle is LeBron. Yep. Like AD's been good before and those teams haven't done anything. Yep. I totally. I think the value lies on this list that we're looking at with Giannis, the leader at plus 350. I think the value is at LeBron or Kawhi at plus 1200. Uh, you know what? Uh, Steph, you had him for MVP. He yeah. might need another MVP if he wants to be in the Hall of Fame, according to Michael Jordan, who says Steph Curry isn't a Hall of Famer yet. Why does sometimes well, technically like, he's not? But no, and I know, but he said he's not and he maybe shouldn't be yet until he does more. That's what I was alluding to. There's something about the players in the 90s who played a little bit more of a physical brand of basketball where they're the hand check rule, all this stuff that was in kind of a previous era. They do not like Steph Curry style of play and they hold it against him. They're like, it's, it's hard for them to admit he's as good and as dominant as he's been. Yeah. I think there's something to that. I think there's a little resentment for the way he came in, a little slighter build. Um, I, I think there's probably some resentment that the league allows, um, him the freedom to play the way he plays now when under the old rules. Like he would have been manhandled almost off the court. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just a real thing. Like guys like Derek Harper and, you know, some of those big guards would have had a, you know, a, a forearm on you and rode, rode him out of bounds. So I think there's a little resentment for that. But to say he's not a Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, MJ, I couldn't disagree more. Exactly. Um, just, just give some, give some guys some props. Correct. Uh, Joey, do you want to ask me the question? Joey asked me a question and it was interesting off air about like, if you said to me, who would you take? Steph Curry or, or, or Russ Westbrook? Right? Who would you take? I would take Steph. See, my my thing was basketball. I take 
Russell, right? And I only say that because when basketball players look and when they're posed that question, they're looking at it through like a one-on-one prism, like mm-hmm. mano y mano, right? And in a mano y mano thing, like bigger, stronger, more physical, like I, I'm taking Russ. Like he just represents that. Like when you ask that to mostly everyone else, they're looking at it for like what he does on the court for his team and all of that. And sometimes when you're asking basketball people that question or they're looking at it just boom, one-on-one, lock those two like in a, in a, in a cage and, and let them play one-on-one until somebody comes out the winner. Who do you think stresses defenses more? Cause I would, I would contend that Steph Curry's range just no. opens things up because you have to defend so far out that it kind of opens up so many other options. Correct. No, like when, when you look at it through like what they do when you drop them into a, a five on five game, right? That's a different conversation. I do just think it's interesting that like a lot of basketball guys, if you ask them, yeah, when you say that to them initially, that's not what they go to. Like, right. what does he do in a five on five? What they go to is the eyeball test. Like, all right, if I put those two up against each other in one on one, who's going to win that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Russ is going to win that conversation. That, and that's kind of like, it's just interesting. Ro- that's what we revert Roger, to. Does that, is that a sort of a justification for why MJ's so bad at running an NBA team? <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking at who's the best. Who, who can win a game of one on one? No, possibly. I mean, possibly. It's a thing. Like, I, I don't know that every NBA player does that, but a lot of us, if you asked us, um, and guys were really being honest about it, they, they'd probably evaluate who was better right. based on that. Yep. Like, you know, yeah. I put him up against him. What would he do? <laughs> right. I and mean, that's not the way the game's played. Right. Uh, all right. For rookie of the year. Now, Joey did, we did know the news that Zion was going to have surgery in right. about six to eight weeks. Neither one of us switched our picks off of Zion Williamson. I did. You did? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. in the rundown. So yeah. who are you going with? RJ? Or boy, I, RJ Barrett? Nah, I'm taking a flyer here. Oh, you're going deep. Yeah. No, he's not even on your board. Whoa. Yeah. I talked about him. I talked about him earlier. Um, I think that if you take, uh, Michael Porter. Yeah. Right? That's right. And there's a, and there's a role for him in, 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 in Denver. They're a good team. So there may be no role there, but I'm going to take, you always talk about value. Yeah. What's his value? Uh, you have it up there, uh, Joe. So he's, he's going to be like plus 3,000, I think. Plus right 3,000. Wow. I'm taking the value play. Look, he's just a really, really good player. He's like six nine. He's fluid. When I watched him play in high school, he was a poor man's version at the time of a KD type of player. Um, if there's a role for him on a good team there, I'm taking uh, Michael Porter Jr. So this is very similar to what happened before when you know Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell were going head to head, right? It was like, hey, is it truly a rookie? Hey, if you haven't played, you're still a rookie. And I think there is incredible value. I do think it's an unfair advantage sure. in the rookie of their discussion. When you've been around and you've been on the weight training program, you've been on the meal plan, even though you haven't been on the court, plus two thousand practicing all of those types of things, plus two thousand uh, was the uh, the odds are still incredible value yep. uh, in that spot. All right, our last one, most improved player mm. in the NBA. Who did I? What do you got? I'll go with. Oh, I actually wanted yours. Yeah, but Joey said it was already taken, so I didn't want to have the exact same ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons, okay. and the reason why is I think if he can't shoot. He will all of a sudden instantly change that Sixers team, which you have going to the finals. I think that adds another dimension, and I think people would finally appreciate, all right, what he is as a complete player because right now there is no respect for his three-point game. If he finally figures out, he doesn't have to be great, just enough, I think you could see him make a massive difference on the Sixers no, team. Yeah, with all of the with all of the hype that his lack of jump shooting ability has gotten, if he comes out and starts pulling Jays and that becomes like the – the national narrative like that. I mean, yeah. that, that could, that alone could get him into the conversation. I'm going to take Lonzo Ball though. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, I wanted that pick. It was good. Yeah. And I think Zion being missing hurts that. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lonzo at his best is a, 
is a okay scorer, but a fantastic playmaker for other people, an igniter of your break. Um, and I think the tempo with which they play in New Orleans, his ability to, to in the preseason, you see him knocking down these jump shots here. Um, he plays the game really cerebrally. And having finishers around him like Zion, he's always going to be up there and assist. The blowback that Joey gave me was his numbers aren't bad anyway. So for him to really get it, he'd have to take a huge step. But I could see him doing that. Uh, neither one of us went with, cause Zion is actually not, he was the overwhelming, I think it was minus 240 favorite, uh, for rookie of the year. Yep. That took a massive hit with him missing, uh, the first, uh, six to eight weeks. Ja Morant is the new favorite, uh, in Memphis. Joey, I think, liked him, uh, as a potential I option. I just think there. his, well, I think more so because these are all stat based awards and his, yeah. he's going to have the ball in his hands 60, 70% yeah. of the time on that young team and he's, just, his stats will probably be wild this year. All right, I want to uh, hit on these games, the NBA games, but real quick, I just want to hit on the NBA. We'll give you some picks for those too. The Patriots, I mentioned it right before break. They actually traded for Mohamed Sanu, uh, an, a receiver. They need a weapon, Man. which is crazy with how good their defense is that they uh, added another piece to Tom Brady in that offense, which was you're like, you're like, all right, who else besides Edelman is going to step up? Mohamed Sanu is a really good, solid player Big. that is perfect for their system. Like he'll, he's smart. He can, he's a former quarterback, like he's played some quarterback. Right. They'll utilize him. Julian Edelman, former quarterback. Like that's what Belichick loves smart players and Mohamed Sanu fits them perfectly. The other part of that game is the Patriots moved to seven and zero with the blowout. With Sam Darnold, I worry about that. What happened to him last night? Being mic'd up is fun and all and it's good exposure. But when they catch you saying something like he did last night, when he came over to the sideline, he said, I'm seeing ghosts on the broadcast because he was kind of confused. And they caught it, and they let them play it on air. Yeah. Whoever approved that is going to be fired, or they should be. Yeah. Like you should, you need to protect your young quarterback. He's only in his second year. He's had his ups and downs. It was an awful game. Four picks. They're going to have a field day with this on the back pages. Not going to be not against brutal. the Patriots. No, you're not. Don't mic him up against the Patriots. No, exactly. Or just you get to approve the comments that come out. Don't let that come out. Like when he's over there talking with Adam Gase, and they're like, "Hey, it was covered too. I thought this right. check was coming." Let him air that. But right. when you let him say something like that, it makes you look typically, lost. It's going to be tough to overcome. Typically, that's interesting because typically the the network doesn't want to paint you right. kind of light. Like, yeah, you know but I, I bet mean? somebody like, thought that was juicy and was yeah. like, I can't believe he that's said that. tough. And that's let tough. it go. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think it's going to make it an uphill battle for Sam Darnold to help people forget about that uh, and get them back on track because the people were very high on Sam Darnold. Uh, tonight's games in the NBA, we have the Pelicans at the Raptors without Zion. They're a seven-point underdog. Toronto playing at home, coming off the championship, a seven-point favorite in that one. Think we'll learn anything about this one from the Pelicans? Nope. Um, no? Well, you won't know what they look like until Zion gets back. But, yeah, I mean, look, here that's always tough. Ring ceremony night, I'm assuming, yep. um, in Toronto. Um, could be a bit of a hangover with them coming out. I still would take um, – I still take New Orleans, even without even without Zion tonight. It's a lot of points. Uh, I, I – Wait, they're getting seven? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take New Orleans. I think so, too. Uh, then we have a potential preview of the Western Conference Finals. The battle for L.A., Lakers Ooh. against the Clippers. Uh, Paul George is out for the Clippers. Kyle Kuzma's out for the later uh, Lakers. Uh, this could be a pretty compelling game. The favorite, uh, L.A. Lakers, are favored by three and a half in this one with their uh, duo of Anthony Davis and LeBron uh, healthy. I'm taking the Lake joints. I might not be up to see the end of it. But right. I'm going to take the late. Is that, the late, so that is the late tip off yeah. there. 
Um, Kyle Kuzma, who's out, could be that player, that piece that they need, somebody to step up in that role. Yeah, that's tough. Um, but, you know, when you're saying you're missing Paul George on one side, yeah. and you're missing Kyle Kuzma, who's a really nice player on the other side, right. you still got LeBron and AD. Yes. Now you're just talking about Kawhi. Right, which is, I think is the reason that they are still a favorite in that game. Andre Godala still potentially out there as an option. Uh, if he does get bought out, is he that missing piece for one of these teams potentially? He's a he's a really nice piece. Um, yeah. I you know we were talking, Joey and I were talking. Either one of those Clippers teams, but the Rockets could really use Iguodala too. And if they were to get him and stop one of them, the Lakers or Clipper teams from getting him, it would be like a win win. Yeah, Iggy could be that missing piece. It'll be fun to see what happens there. Uh, as he's trying to get bought out for that one. That could be one where he gets the pick of the lit. Like he can watch the season unfold for yeah. a couple weeks and then decide what he wants to do. Yep. All right, that's a wrap up for us, our NBA preview. We'll be down tomorrow, break down some actual games. I hate previews. Uh, enjoy the, the games tonight. Talk tomorrow. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.